On this episode of Maiden Aura, we talk about the fifth song on the first Iron Maiden album, Transylvania. Oh, welcome to Maiden Order, my Iron Maiden podcast. I talk about each Maiden song from their first one to the last. Every single episode's devoted to one song. So I hope that you keep listening. They really aren't that long. Welcome back to Maiden Order, everybody. Here we are with episode five, song number five off the first Iron Maiden album, Transylvania. This instrumental was written by Mr. Steve Harris and, of course, performed uh, by Steve Harris on bass, Dave Murray on guitars, Dennis Stratton on guitars, and Clive Burr on drums. It is the first song on this record that does not feature Paul Diano on lyrics because... There are no lyrics. At least that's how it ended up. Uh, This song was part of the first Iron Maiden album, released on February 8th, 1980, in the United Kingdom by EMI Records and in the U.S. by Harvest and Capital Records. It was produced by Will Malone, again, his only Iron Maiden producing credit, and it was not released as a single. I say that it, um, it doesn't have lyrics, but I mentioned a little caveat to that because uh, there is a there's a book called Iron Maiden in the Studio: The Stories Behind Every Album by Jake Brown, and there's a paragraph in there about Transylvania. I'm going to read it for you right now. It says, "Of Transylvania, another signature of Iron Maiden's catalog, the elaborate prog metal instrumental." Harris would recall in the same interview that the initial idea on this was to have lyrics. So originally, Transylvania was going to have lyrics. I wonder if it was even called Transylvania or if it was just a melody that was written first. It originally, that's me talking, it originally had a melody line for the vocal, but when we played it, it sounded so good as an instrumental that we never bothered to write lyrics for it. So I'm guessing that the music was just written and nothing was uh, ever, um, no lyrics were ever written for it. So I wonder if they just, kind of threw the title together. Like, I don't even know how the title got... Like, I, I can't find anything that says, oh, this is why they called it Transylvania. Um, except, I don't know, makes me think of, of a guy running around, you know, fighting vampires, maybe? I don't know. Um, that quote that I got was from the book by Jake Brown, again, Iron Maiden in the studio, the stories behind every, every uh, album. He says, in the same interview... So I did a little more digging, and this was an interview that was done by a journalist named John Sticks. Um, not 
and with an I, you know, like with an X. So it's not sticks like the drummer from Happy Days Band. It's not sticks like the band with the Y. It's S-T-I-X, John Sticks. And I did a little digging, and it, it looks like this was done for like a guitar, either a guitar magazine, guitar for the practicing musician, or for like an Iron Maiden tablature book. That's what I'm finding. It, it was a 1983 interview uh, that Steve Harris did with John Sticks talking about uh, Transylvania. Um, when I think about this song, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't listen to this song that much. I listened to it a bunch of times today. And I was like, you know, this is really a fun, quick, very Iron Maiden sounding Iron Maiden song. Like, you know, they've already, I, I mentioned how they found their groove and, and even listen how it ends. The ending of it just feels like I'm about to hear, uh, you know, the, the next tune, Strange World. But it just, it just, just hearing that at the end just reminds me of that every single time. Um, but really, when I think about this song, you know, I like to kind of um, talk about my um, experience or my, my thought of the, each song. And I don't have a specific memory of this song. It's actually probably a bunch of memories, um, but they're all the same. It's all uh, this song being played uh, before an Iron Maiden concert. So I double checked and it definitely was played before the concert that I saw last summer in 2019. I think it was, well, I know it was, they, they played Transylvania, and that's when they had like these people, I don't, roadies or something, dressed up like soldiers standing in front of the stage, and all of a sudden they started just taking all the coverings that were all, all over the stage, taking all that off while Transylvania was playing. The band was getting, um, the crowd was getting crazy. Then that went off the air. Then UFO, Dr. Doctor played, and that's like, that's awesome. It just, you know, Dr. Doctor, everyone's singing Dr. Doctor, please. I, I felt the adrenaline going through me. And then, of course, it went into Churchill's speech, Aces High, and we were off for a concert of a lifetime. But it all started with uh, Transylvania playing. And I don't even think they play it live that much anymore. I don't think I've ever heard it played live, um, but, uh, you know, like actually live. But I definitely have heard it multiple times in concert, and I love that it's kind of there, almost like a signature, like, hey, we're here, we're ready to go, let's get this show started. Uh, in fact, I have a clip um, in 2008, now, this isn't my clip, but I found this on YouTube, and there's a link to the video in the show notes, uh, that this is, well, this is someone recording it, so it's not the greatest quality, but this is actually Transylvania being played at the concert that I went to in 2008 in Mansfield, Massachusetts. like to play uh, clips of live versions of this song and this one I actually labeled it in my notes not really live um, but it was definitely worth playing because it really encompasses what the song is now to the band it's kind of the let's get ready to go let's ready to kick things off but 
They have played the song many times live in the past, starting all the way back in 1980. If YouTube is to be believed, this was uh, filmed in the Rainbow Club. It says 1980, then it says 1981 uh, in the YouTube video. I'm going to go with 1980. Adrian Smith is in the video I see, and um, I'm assuming the audio in the video. It says it was a fan-made video, but it still sounded live. It was definitely live, and it was still um, it synced up perfectly, so I don't know what the hell I was looking at, but it was definitely a live version of the song, which was just perfect. And Adrian Smith was in it, so it was late in 1980, or it was 1981. But from what I've read, if setlist.fm is to be believed, it was part of their repertoire uh, from the 70s all the way up through 1982, and then it disappeared until 1993 and the real live one tour. Never had a singer and probably never will. Transylvania! to admit after listening to this a bunch of times it's not a very long song i would love them to do this uh maybe give you know bruce a few minutes to go catch his breath get a drink of water maybe put on a mask or change his outfit uh again if if setless.fm is to be believed 1993 is the last time that this has been part of their repertoire they haven't played it live actually performed it live since um August of 1993 and this is right around the time Bruce left the band so they never did it live with Blaze and coming back they have never done it live since so this live version is one of the last live versions from Iron Maiden that you probably would ever hear So I searched through cyberspace uh, to look for covers of Transylvania, and I found two that I thought were worth playing. The uh, it seems like a lot of it was also like um, kind of self-made, you know, guys covering it and recording things and putting them on YouTube. Um, not that those sound bad, but I was looking for ones that were like covers that actual bands did. Now this first one I have to tell you is from a band I never heard of. Uh, a band that has been active from 1989 all the way up 
to 2020 when literally a couple months ago they decided to call it quits. Um, they, it, they're called an American Extreme Metal Band from Dallas, Texas. And the name of this band is Absu. <laughs> So I have no idea who Absu is, but I like to think that it's short for absurd because the band seems kind of absurd. Uh, I, I want to talk about them for a few minutes just because I, I just because I want to. Uh, this was recorded for a Call to Irons, uh, which is a tribute album that a bunch of like real real metal band put out in 1998. It looks like later Absu put it on a. Um, a compilation they, that they did, a compilation album, maybe their greatest hits, called the, the Mythological Occult Metal 1991 to 2001. Now, I want to read for you, first of all, I want to read for you the albums by this band called Absu. There's 1993, Barathrum, Vitriol is an acronym. Then The Son of Tip, Tifrafeth, The Third Storm of Kytherol, then Tara, I don't know what the hell that is. That's 2001. Then in 2009, 2011, and yet to be released album, uh, Absu, Abzu, and Absu. <laughs> so it's Absu, like the band, A-B-S-U. Then Abzu with a Z. Then Absu with a P and an S. Um, but, I mean, listen to the band. They, they can definitely play. And I like the kind of the, the, the twist they put on it with like heavier drums. Um, but I want to tell you that currently there are only two people in the band, Pros- Proscriptor McGovern and Izizu. These are the past members of the band. Ethius McKay, Zagwickwix, Vestator Terum, Shaftiel, Equitant Efernium. Oh, that's pretty good. Cap Shapshagshru, Daviel Athrol Mystica, Black Massith, Mazadurus. Gary Lindholm, Daniel Bendo, and Vis Krom. Now remember, this is a Texas metal band. Okay, they're not from like the deep hills of Finland, or I don't know if there are hills in Finland, but I think of black metal and occult and extreme. I think of like you know churches burning over in Europe. Uh, but this is a bunch of Texas dudes who went on until 2020, and then. Uh, on their Facebook page on January 2020th, um, the I guess the singer said, after meager, meager deliberation and zero remorse, I've decided to dissolve Absu after three decades of existence, collectively and universally speaking. This decision is finite due to insoluble circumstances which has led to this ultimate result. No amount of time, exertion, formula, or fashion can alter my verdict. So, I don't know who this band is, but I'm obsessed with what they are. Now, I listened to some of their songs, and I didn't like it. There was a lot of like, blah, 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 that kind of singing. I'm not into that stuff. Um, but that is one of the, the covers that I definitely wanted to play for you from a band I'd never heard of. But there is another cover from a band that I am very familiar with. <laughs> ¶¶ 
From their 2001 album Horror Show, this is Iced Earth. Okay, so maybe I was overstating um, my familiarity with Iced Earth, but I do own a few Iced Earth albums, and I know um, about the band. First of all, I heard of the band. I know John Schaefer is the man, the man behind the band. I know Matt Barlow was the singer for years and left after uh, 9-11 to go um, join the police force. Like he, he joined the police force. I think he wanted to, to serve... Uh, his community and then he came back for a while and then he left again I think he still sings Um, this is me kind of all going off the top of my head so I'm sure I'm getting some of this wrong Uh, so I know some of the old uh, Iced Earth stuff um, but honestly my my real introduction to them like fully as a band and some people might say that's not really Iced Earth and I don't care uh, was the glorious burden which is just an incredible record that uh, doesn't feature Matt Barlow. Uh, I think he recorded the lyrics on it originally, but then they brought in Ripper Owens um, to to redo all the lyrics. Uh, but one of my favorite things about this version of Iced Earth, the one you're listening to now and the one from The Glorious Burden, is the drummer. The drummer here, the drummer you're listening to is none other than Richard Christie. Who is that? Now, if you're a metal fan, you should know who Richard Christie is. He's been in such bands as Death and Iced Earth. And some other things. He has a band now he does called Charred Walls of the Dam with Ripper Owens. Um, but if you are a fan of comedy or more specifically a fan of the Howard Stern show, Richard's been with the show for a million years. He's one of the writers, one of the performers, one of the, the one of the idiots on there. You know, whether it's prank calls, whether it's tasting wine through his butthole, whether it's just any excuse to get naked. Uh, he is the, the huge Kansas City fan who Howard sent to the Super Bowl this past year. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan and a huge Richard Christie fan. And seeing how much of a kind of a dopey, goofy idiot he is on the show and then realizing how much of an incredible performer he is as a drummer is just hilarious to me. And hearing him play the drums um, in a cover of my favorite band uh, is really cool. And I definitely had to include Iced Earth's cover of Transylvania in this episode. Yeah, I, th- I, uh, I think we did it, you know? No lyrics to go over, uh, but a couple live versions, a uh, couple cover versions, and um, just kind of my personal anecdote of what this song means to me. And one thing I want to mention before we go is I like to look up to see if there is official Iron Maiden art for a song. You know, some of these songs have their own, their own logo almost, their own Iron Maiden poster, their art, something significant that goes with uh, the song. And for the heck of it, I just looked it up and I found what you see in the show notes or what you see on the website. Um, if you go to fansonexperts.com slash maiden, uh, this poster, this shirt, it looks like it was a shirt. And I looked and apparently this is real. I, I, I was like, is this a fan made thing? It's a really great art, but is it fan made? 
but no, I found it. You know, a link to the song, to the picture that had an IronMaiden.com URL. So that tells me this was an official Transylvania shirt, and it's Eddie driving a stake through a vampire. There's a werewolf in the background. I think there's a castle in the background, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. I'm, yep, I'm looking right now. There's bats, there's a castle, there's lightning, and there's Eddie with a giant cape slamming a stake through, I'm guessing, Dracula. But he's on top of a grave that has the final frontier Eddie on it. So this isn't that old. I don't know what it was made for exactly, uh, but I thought it was really cool, and that's why I shared it. It's the... It's the logo, if you're, if you're looking at this um, through different podcasts, you might see the picture. But if you go to fans.experts.com, you will see um, this version, this picture up there. So I just want to say uh, in closing, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, every two weeks, we're going to keep doing this uh, until either um, the world does come to an end or I... Uh, I catch up to Iron Maiden, whatever happens first. Uh, But if you're listening to this recently right now, it is a crazy time. So I just want to say to everybody, stay safe. Hope everyone's doing okay. And if you're listening to this in the future, you're going to think, oh my goodness, that was the time where everything went crazy, but now everything is back to normal. I'm hoping, right? If you're in the future, is it back to normal? Please, please tell me. Uh, Anyway, I just want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at Maiden Podcast. And um, the website is fansnotexperts.com. And well, fansnotexperts.com slash maiden is where you're going to find it. And you can also get us directly through the Anchor app or Anchor website at anchor.fm slash maiden. Thank you so much for listening and up the iron. Fans not experts.